Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Short Tempered Podcast. Here today with your co-hosts Max and Abby. How are you doing today, Abby? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, everyone. Um, doing well. Doing well. Getting towards the end of the semester. Um, looking to you know watch some World Cup. Keep up with my fantasy basketball team. Hopefully, I can uh, you know beat Max in a few weeks. What about you? How are you doing? Doing well. Unlikely you'll beat me, but you know, just just finishing off the semester strong with uh finals. We hope we hope all the students out there are are staying strong and can finish on a positive note. Um, before we get into the specifics of this week's politics, sports, and music, we kind of wanted to give everyone maybe a little bit more background on why we started the Short Tempered Podcast and focus specifically on kind of what we envision this podcast becoming. So with that, I guess I'll ask you, Abby, kind of what is your vision for uh, the Short Tempered Podcast? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it should be, I wanted something and I always look for something that I can use to talk to other people with. Um, So I think that the way I kind of looked this podcast being was just something you listen to on your way to work, on your way to school. Um, And it provides talking points on three major topics that are all over the news. People often talk about them in in normal conversation, people like us. Um, So I think it's it's just, you know, analysis, opinion, sometimes a little bit of debate, but, you know, as well as just information given to you that you can keep in the you know back of your mind and whenever that conversation comes up with like your bots or just your friends at school or something like that you know you can add a little bit of um, spice to that conversation yeah i mean or- i completely agree i mean i think the first thing is there's so much information coming at you and there's so many sources and sites that sometimes it's hard to follow so we hope that you know this podcast can be a way to provide you the critical information in the areas that, as Abhi said, are great either conversation tools or just things that living in the world we live in, it's it might be useful information to know. And I also definitely want to point out, like, we want this podcast to be a tool that guides you in your conversation, your discussion, because like Abhi said, we won't agree on everything. And we want to model kind of effective discussion and debate around certain topics that maybe at times might be easy to discuss, but maybe at times might be difficult. So we kind of hope that this podcast can uh, be that blueprint and guide uh, for every everyone listening. Yeah. So have you have you been watching the World Cup or? Yes, I have. I have maybe a little less now that the USA is out, but mm-hmm. definitely, definitely still excited. Yeah, a lot of news coming. It's It's been a fun World Cup. And I think the fact that it happens every four years makes events like the World Cup, the Olympics, it's like actually something that's pretty, you know, unifying the world. You get to see all these different cultures on, um, you know, national television. And I think it's been very fun. There's been a lot of upsets. You know, I'm always rooting. My logic is to always root for the underdog or root for whoever is like, you know, this like I don't like the colonizers. I'm not gonna root for like all these European nations. Um, and so I'm always for the little guy. Um, although Spain just lost, I think just 20 minutes ago, and I had them winning in my bracket challenge against some of my um, college friends, the, winning the whole thing. So I'm kind of disappointed in that. But uh, were you watching the USA games? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I was my roommate is very big into soccer and so he's gotten me more into it. Um so I was watching a lot of the qualifying and then um the round of 16 game against Netherlands. Uh, me and some of my friends were at a bar, you know, uh, up early in the morning uh, uh yeah. cheering on USA, which is definitely a one of the more exciting environments um that I'd been yeah. in in a while. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just seeing yeah. kind of like the national pride around the USA was was very was very uh funny to see. Yeah, no, I I think it was um everyone's always saying if that was our number one sport, how good we would be if, you know, if Tyreek Hill, if Derrick Henry, all of these football players and and basketball players were instead choosing to play soccer at a young age, how good would the US be? And, you know, I I believe it to an extent. It definitely has to do with culture. We would 100% be a powerhouse of a nation. We have, you know, very athletic people in this country. So if that was more in our culture, I, I think we would do really well. And, you know, to all the England supporters out there, I think it's very sad that, um, you know, this is known as the English sport. It's, you know, everyone's saying it's coming home, yet you guys can't win in, you know, 60 plus years. And on top of that, you have you draw with the U.S., which everyone, my cousins, everyone's talking. Um, but at the end of the day, we did pretty well, I think. And I think 2026 for the U.S. is going to be very, very fun. And it's going to be at home. So I'm hoping that I can catch some of those games. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at the U.S.'s, you know, results in terms of just like any country, not great. But when you analyze in terms of the success the U.S. has had, or I guess lack of success we've had in the past, it's a good stepping stone. And being, I think it's the second or third youngest team at the World Cup, this is a great building block to build on 2026 when we actually get to host um, the World Cup along with Mexico and Canada. So it's definitely a an interesting time to be a U.S. soccer fan. And I think by 2026, there'll be you know a larger group of Americans that are kind of invested. And hopefully at that point, we can make a I don't know, maybe a run a little bit deeper into the, into the World Cup. For sure. I think we need to get rid of the manager that we have right now. I think you know, he's a little bit of an idiot not putting on some of our best players earlier or starting them in the first place. Um, you know, they're playing at big European clubs like, you know, Gio Reyna um, at Dortmund playing uh, really good football, but they can't uh, they don't want to start him for some reason. But uh, yeah, overall, I think the atmosphere is great. Like I went to a bar just like you at like, you know, 930, woke up at 9 a.m., got there at 930 because the bars over here are packed, absolutely packed. Uh, we tried to go to, you know, this like famous like football bar called Legends. And there was a line outside since 9 a.m. trying to get in. So we had to scramble to find another bar. And, you know, they're char- they're upcharging us so much it was $20 to get into the place in the first place but that's New York for you but it was it was fun like the energy if if the game if the U.S. would have won the energy would have been fantastic because you know you have those USA chants after we scored so was it similar with you yeah uh, wherever you guys were the energy scoring one goal and still being down 2-1 was incredible to even like think about like making it more of a competitive game would have been would have been so exciting to see but the USA is out, but there's still a bunch of really good teams left in the tournament. If you had to pick now, 
because you're you're I guess one of your predictions, Spain is already out. Who do you think maybe the finals matchup will be and then who will will take home the trophy? Yeah, for sure. I think the couple of companies that uh, sorry, couple of countries that look the most fierce in this World Cup right now are France, Brazil, and Argentina, in my opinion. Um so I think it's going to come down to to those nations, but I'm really rooting for Argentina. Um, I definitely am a 100% Messi is way better than Ronaldo kind of fan. Um, and I'm really, I think it would just be incredible to see his legacy get capped off with the World Cup win. And I think that will solidify him as the you know number one best. Yeah, I mean, to, to, you know, at your last World Cup, create a historic run like that would definitely, you know, I think in a lot of, of people's eyes, be the the final nail in the coffin. Um, yeah, I think France and Brazil is kind of like the, you know, odds-on favorite for the finals matchup. Um, and I think that game would be really interesting. Do you have any thoughts about, like, who would win between France and Brazil? Do you think, you know, I know Brazil has had some injuries with, um, you know, Neymar being banged up. I know he played um last game in South Korea and having some other um injuries. How how do you think that potential matchup would would pan out? Yeah, I think the injuries would be the only thing that are holding them back. But at the same time, this Brazil team has a ton of depth. I think a lot of people are saying that even if their second team, if they had eleven other players, they would still you know make it very far into the World Cup. Um, so. I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to come down to injuries, but it's going to come down to this really like strong French attack. Uh, they won the last World Cup. So um, I think I'm really excited for the future matchups of the World Cup, but um, I'm glad that I, I don't think, I really don't think, you know, Portugal's going to make it very far. Um, I don't know. I just, we just found out that Ronaldo is not going to be starting actually, which uh, to me is pretty funny that people still think that he's, you know, the greatest of all time, so much better than Messi yet. He can't even start in the round of 16 for, for the world cup for his nation. Yes. He's old, but at the same time, he seems like this character that is really hard to deal with. He was pissed off after getting subbed off in the, you know, 60, uh, ish 60 70th minute in um, their last group stage matchup so his coach was like okay like um, you're not like some star um you're not that important i guess we're just not going to start you and and he's just an interesting guy the whole man united controversy he came out and spoke a lot of you know bs and crap about man united for the way that he felt that he was being treated a lot of people got mad about that and then this whole thing about him claiming that he scored a goal and it's very clear that he didn't. Someone said that he texted Pierce Morgan right away after the match and was like, I definitely scored. I definitely scored. Like his ego is like off the roof. Um, and to me, yes, he's, he's a great soccer player. Um, you know, probably top three of all time, but uh, it's kind of annoying to see that stuff. I don't think you'd ever see, you know, LeBron do anything like that. Yeah, of course you wouldn't see LeBron do anything. But um yeah, I mean it's it's definitely definitely interesting to kind of, you know, from a a perspective of someone who doesn't follow soccer maybe quite as closely to kind of see some of the drama unfold. Uh do do you think uh Ronaldo will sign with that uh Saudi Arabian in the Saudi Arabian league cuz they offered him like I think it was like close to 300 million. Um yeah. 
which is yeah, unreal it, to think about. Yeah, it was like two two ish hundred million and a year, and it's just insane how much money it's coming out of Saudi Arabia for sports, particularly. Um, there's someone doing like a comparison to really show how much money that is. That's like the entire salary cap of an NBA team is like close to $200 million. So it's, it's really like mind opening to really think about that. We were, you know, going crazy after Patrick Mahomes' contract. How much was it worth? Uh, 10 years, 500 million. Yeah. So 50 million a year. And we're going crazy over that. This is 200 million, four times that in in one year so i i think like he probably will sign it he seems like someone that's uh you know wants the money but at the same time his legacy will kind of drift off into like you know saudi arabian sports and we're not going to see too much of him you know on you know televised if he was versus like the mls versus any other european league and you know all i'm saying is that it's not the case of Ronaldo, but with Messi, there's other European clubs that are still looking to sign him. Barca wants him back. There's so many other clubs that are interested in, around Europe that, that really still want him, even at an age of like 35, 36, which is to me is, is pretty incredible. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, I think I think uh, I, I'm, I need to start watching soccer a little bit more. Yeah, well, definitely the World Cup is exciting. And, you know, we'll be very interested to see how the... Um, the the rest of the tournament plays out but um last night was not good i'll be i have to confess um <laughs> i was about to i was about to bring it up um yeah, what go ahead, go ahead. happened to your you know new orleans saints i think um max is 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 very strong supporter of of the saints always has been um and this team crumbles and it's like not even like a this year kind of thing they crumble a part of their culture it seems like right like the whole um minnesota miracle that happened um them missing the playoffs to the rams on you know what may have been a controversial call but okay this team this team doesn't perform when it matters and they can't they're not going to win their division now because of this oh first of all don't ever talk about the rams game in that manner Anyone who thinks that there's any controversy around that call is wrong. It was the most obvious pass interference call that I've ever seen. But for those who don't know, diehard New Orleans sports fan, love the Saints, love the Pelicans, and the Saints are breaking my heart. I mean, if you if you look at our roster, we have pieces. We have players. We have, you know, the Cameron Jordans, the Chris Olaves. The Marshawn Lattimore's. You have players that are good enough to put together a quality team. And our team has just been abysmal in every sense. I mean, we're losing to bad teams. We're losing to good teams. We're blowing leads. We're turning the ball over. We're penalizing ourselves. Every way we can go wrong, it is going wrong. And, you know, part of me wants to just say, it's a fluke season or part of me wants to say it's the head or, you know, Sean Payton retired. So our current head coach, Dennis Allen is only in his first year, but it's hard for me to not feel like we need to make a major, you know, renovation of this team as in 
get rid of the head coach, get rid of the offensive coordinator, maybe trade away some of the older pieces like a Cameron Jordan and a Michael Thomas and try to, you know, build around a young core of a Lattimore, a Camara, a Chris Olave, and just say, hey, you know, the glory with Sean Payton was great. We got a Super Bowl, but we're trying to hang on to that glory, and I don't think it's there anymore. Maybe we just need something, you know, entirely new. Yeah, I mean, it was there for for one season, it seems like, um, and then you guys couldn't return to that glory after that. So I don't know. I don't know how much of a glory this team really has. Uh, when you have Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, I don't know what's going on with that. They need to. Is is Jameis still hurt? Why are they not putting him in? No, Jameis is hurt. He's just absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> exhibit A is he went to Florida State. But you can, you know, to say that the Saints were not only, you know, really good one year is just completely false. You know, over the Sean Payton era, we had one of the best records of any football team. But, you know, time expires. Drew Brees got old had to retire, Sean Payton moved on to something else. And so, you know, it's time to it's time to, you know, get it rolling on to something else. I think there's more younger, better candidates that could be head coach. And I think we're kind of in this mix where we have a bunch of good young players. We have some good old players. But the timelines of when these players would, you know, be able to reach success don't really meet up. And so I think we've got to make some some moves to adjust the roster. How are the how are the Pelicans doing this year? Phenomenal. Second wow. second in the West. And wow. and that's with, you know, Brandon Brandon Ingram, our second best player, injured. I mean, we're a young team. I don't even think this year, I think next year, the year after will be our best year. So, you know, bright future for us. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's good. Um, I think you guys are you guys are gonna do well. NBA season is I'm going to start picking up for me for sure. I'm going to start paying attention to it more because, uh, you know, our fantasy basketball league is, is getting important for, for us and for my pride for sure because Max doesn't think I'm deserving of my 2-0 and start. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think I have a pretty good roster. Max, of course, fantasy god he is, has a very good roster. So, um, you know, we'll look out for it. But so, Some uh, would say the best yeah. in the league. Some would say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some some would say it. I, I'm not gonna say it yet, but uh, yeah. you know, let's uh, look elsewhere as to what's happening in the in the news um, right now. The Georgia Senate runoff um, is is today, and we're gonna see some of the results of that coming in tonight. Um, it looks like uh, Raphael Warnock, the uh, Democratic. Uh, candidate is is in the lead right now the latest poll has him up five or so percent um he barely won um the majority or sorry the uh most votes out of everyone that was winning but didn't reach uh, or competing but didn't reach the 50 percent mark so they had to go to a runoff um but i think the implications here are still pretty important even though the dems already have uh, the Senate, you know, if 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 he wins, it's going to be 51, um, you know, Democratic senators in office, not just the 50 50 split with the tiebreaker with uh, Kamala. So, you know, things will move faster for Democrats. Um, you know, they won't have to, like, wait 
on like costly votes they wouldn't have to you know last year during supreme court nomination for uh 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 Ketanji brown jackson um one of the senators democratic senators had a stroke and almost didn't make the vote so you know this one more person seems like it's gonna be pretty important yeah and that's actually a really good question that i you know that i had because i think some people might think doesn't matter if the democrats win they'll still be able to you know control the vote for the most part and that is true but the points you brought up abi are are good points as to why it actually is important you know that one extra seat to have the 51 for the democrats but also and i haven't done a ton of research on like what seats are available at the next election but um from what i've read indications are that the republicans have a favorable map for the senate in the next election and that if they're able if the you know democrats are able to get this extra seat they're going to put themselves in a better position um in terms of retaining control of that of the senate in the next cycle where um uh, members are getting voted in so definitely something that has big implications and as you said it it seems as though um the uh, democratic candidate warnock is ahead as of right now but um i think it is interesting to kind of analyze like how you know voting demographics are changing because it seems like a lot of these areas that were traditionally red are now moving um, more more blue. What are your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it, it's it's kind of interesting that I think you know Georgia um, has become you know more and more blue as I think you know Biden won Georgia right in the last election. So I think that's it, it's pretty indicative of where we're moving as a country um and yeah there's there's a lot of implications to this i think at the end of the day they the republicans still have the house so there's not a lot of legislation that's going to be you know getting passed still still going to be very hard i don't think this does like a lot it's it's not like as important as you know if um if the house was was blue um but I think it still matters because Joe Manchin, you know, has caused a lot of trouble with him being, you know, somewhat in the middle most of the time, leaning towards, you know, the Republican side a lot of the time as well. So this kind of just gives them that reassurance that, you know, Joe Manchin is not going to like pull something and ruin it for the Democrats where they have another vote, you know, just in case he does do that. And then they have Kamala as a tiebreaker. So uh, it's it's pretty important. But uh, this this Herschel Walker guy. Uh, you know, football legend, but he's uh, he's a funny guy. I mean the the you know movement of the politician away from the politician into the celebrity, I think, is a really interesting you know occurrence. Obviously, I think problematic occurrence, but it's something that's highly interesting, and I think will be studied by political scientists for years to come because it, it really is interesting why candidates like personalities like Trump or, you know, football personalities like Herschel Walker are actually able to like garner support. Whereas with all due respect to these candidates, they likely should not be running for office and are likely not qualified from a political standpoint to be running for office. And I think it's 
a bit of a scary trend, but also if you're analyzing it from a very like omnipotent perspective, it's a rather fascinating occurrence that's happening where U.S. politics is turning away from like a debate about actual politics to like almost, you know, reality TV, um, which I think is, you know, probably not good for the future of America if it keeps trending in that direction. I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of split about this, actually. I think that returning power back to, I don't think it should be in the celebrities' hands. I do think that the politician necessarily, like, like the seasoned politician shouldn't have all the power in this country. Um, because, you know, at the, a lot of the times they have like all these ulterior motives of just of just power, right? And And we've seen this a lot. And I think that the debate has never really been on policy. See, like politicians for as long as I can remember are always, you know, taking a moral hit at each other or trying to like stand on this moral ground. And while that's important when evaluating who's going to like, you know, lead, lead a country or lead a state, to me, it should be about the policies. So I think it's, uh, you know, we're seeing it at a, at a much lower level as well. We're seeing, you know, very young people who aren't really that famous garner all this support and aren't necessarily like seasoned politicians coming in and winning these elections. And I think that's something that's actually a good thing. Yeah, I'm not. I think maybe that's two different things about like the celebrity versus maybe the younger candidate who doesn't have a ton of political experience. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, but I think kind of the way you're doing the comparison is wrong, right? Because the way you're assuming you're assuming that this newer, younger candidate kind of breaks out of a lot of the you know, corruption issues that we see with traditional older candidates. And I don't really know that that happens, right? Just because they're younger and fresher doesn't mean they're not going to be beholden to, you know, money from corporations or interests of the party that they feel like they have to align with. I think the more important issue is some of these institutional corruption issues, right? Like the campaign, you know, finance laws or the lobbying laws. Like I think that's the issue. So if you if you if you're saying the newer candidates are better because they don't have maybe some of these, you know, politician quote unquote issues, I don't think that's necessarily true, right? I think it would be better to have a more ex- experienced and seasoned candidate that doesn't have these corruption issues compared to a younger more experienced or a celebrity that's um doesn't have these corruption issues. So I think maybe that comparison isn't quite as accurate um the way that you're like comparing them. Yeah, I think potentially that's true. There's definitely a, a difference and you're right that people it's a the corrupt system. So you know just changing the people is not going to really do anything. Totally understand that. But at the same time I think that there's something about, you know, the sly politician. And maybe this sounds like a little bit too much, like, you know, drain the swamp kind of Trump kind of stuff. But I do think that it's in a way, there needs to be more of like returning power to the people kind of thing. And um, to me, I, I trust these people that are, you know, definitely not Herschel Walker or like, you know, Donald Trump. But like, I would trust some like, 
for some reason I would trust like this random Joe Schmo to go run because he's like really or she is really passionate about you know a particular issue. We saw that with like AOC a little bit. Like she wasn't like too big of like a political person at all, even though like she might have had some political background. Um, she like came onto the scene, added new ideas, and yes, she is really entrenched in this system. She is still like you know having to create different. At the end of the day, it's politics, so you have to like um, game the system in a way in order to like be powerful and stuff like that. But um, I, I do like seeing. Uh, some of these people that are, are a lot younger, a lot less experienced. And to me, I trust them a lot more because it seems like they're caring about the issues at hand rather than just trying to, you know, power grab and take these moral high grounds compared to to, to each other. So, yeah, I think I have a bit more of like a cynical outlook on like politics and like in terms of like the Trump drain the swamp, like I wholeheartedly agree in terms of like the way politics is structured and some to some extent the people in it but i mean to me it's like you re- you replace one you know stale cookie with another right like sure maybe it's a different like flavor of cookie but it's still just going to get stale and it's still going to be beholden to the corruption and it might look a little different than it has in the past but to me you have to break down some of those institutional barriers um whether that's campaign finance, lobbying, any of those issues, gerrymandering, anything before you can actually say, hey, these new candidates are going to be able to, you know, create better policy or, you know, break away from the traditional, you know, sleazebag politician um, identity. 100%, 100%, completely agree. And we talked about this in the last episode as well. There needs to be like less money in politics. There needs to be um you know less systems to like do corruption like gerrymandering um there's like all these like random rules in the congress and traditions in congress that uh you know just make it so hard to get anything passed right like 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 we were we were talking about before um you know mitch mcconnell and and same thing with chuck schumer as well they're just holding like all these policies that have been passed by the other chamber and they're just holding it on the floor and not like introducing it. That's just something they can, they can do as like a majority leader in, in the upper chamber and the lower chamber. So it's just insane that like you're able to do that and you're able to like game the system with these like little nuances and like the practices that you're just like effectively just, you know, ruining it for the American people. You're not letting the politicians do their job by doing that. So I, I completely agree. Um, it's definitely like a systematical issue that we need to worry about more. But um, I'm like, yeah. With the, the Herschel Walker thing, uh, this guy is like, uh, you know, pretty funny. He doesn't even live in Georgia, actually. Um, his primary residence uh, is is in Texas. And I guess people are trying to obviously get this investigated. But uh, like he said, quote, one time when he was speaking to, I think like some college students, like college, like the college Republican club or something like that. Um, he was like, everyone asked me, why did I run for a Senate seat? Because... To, to be honest with you, this is not, never something I ever, ever, ever thought I would do in my life. And that's just the honest truth. As I was sitting in my home in Texas, and then he repeats, as I was sitting in my home in Texas, and I was seeing what was going on with this country, I was I was seeing what's, what was going on with this country with how they were trying to divide people. And that was just like a quote. He just repeats a bunch of things. 
he like lives in Texas and he literally admitted to it without realizing. Um, so it, it's like, it's really funny. Like what's going on. I think we need to have like an IQ test um, before we let like these people run. And it's insane that there's so many people that are just blindly trying to follow this guy clearly because, you know, he just follows through poly lines. And the same thing applies to Joe Biden. Like this guy is like clearly mentally not there but everyone's just going to put faith in him and going to want him to to win because of of party lines. You know, I I say, you know, politics has a real impact. People do, you know, get hurt by policy. But if you take a step back, this is just about peak comedy as it gets. I mean, like it's it's insanity the people that are running for office. And it's even more insane that there's millions of people supporting these like crazy figures. It's like it's, it is almost unreal, but yet it is not only reality, it is common all across the country. So it's, you know, just goes to show you where we're at in, in politics. Yeah, of course. Of course. I have, I have another another quote for you. He uh, he was watching like a TV show or something like that. And he says, I don't know if you know, but vampires are some cool people, are they not? But let me tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that. So I don't want to be a vampire anymore. I want to be a werewolf. And this is what he says in like an actual speech. So I don't know, maybe he's trying to be relatable at that point. But like, and to me it's just like funny like he's just the way he like talks about things well we, but... we still have quite a bit to learn about cte um <laughs> but i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure we'll learn a little more um in, in yeah. the near future yeah of course of course but uh you know we're ending the end of the year um it's you know my favorite time of the year one of my favorite times of the year particularly because spotify raps come out so what was your Spotify or are we going to guess each other's Spotify rap? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should, we should play a game and we should each, we could, we should see if we can guess each other's top five artists. Okay. So how are we going to do this? Are we going to go like in order or should I just like, you know, name some artists and say, you're going to tell me if they're in your top five. Yeah. Yeah. So no order. Let's just see how many of, of the top five we can get right. Do you want to guess first? Okay, well, and, and I already I know. Think, I think you will have trouble with mine, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think you will. So, uh, little baby is definitely gonna be there. Okay. No. What? All right. I think that really goes to show, you know, the kind of person that Max is, because he talks all this stuff about how Baby's number one. Doesn't even listen to Baby. Talks about all this stuff about MJ's number one. Has never probably watched a game of MJ in his life, right? Like he was too young to ever do that. So I just think it's, I think it's really funny. But um, you gotta get okay. so mad, my boy. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just think it's funny. Man, it's salty, funny. man. It's salty. Okay, keep guessing. Uh, Rod Wave. Yep. Okay. What number was he? Four. Four. What? Four. Yep. Ah. Mm. Mine mine is really tough. Mine is really tough. I have to really uh you know think about this. Is Gunna up there? Okay. Right. Gunna's fifth. Gunna's fifth. Wow. His his last album I love. And I didn't even realize I listened to it so much. Mm. Okay, I think Gunn is a beat writer, but that's fine. Um, let's see. Man, I'm stumped. 
some of some of these like for example my number one is like it just if you know you know oh, if not you'll never is get it, it. Ye? No. He's not up there? No. I'm thinking some like underground like hmm. Yeah. Sofago? Sofago maybe? That's it's along the lines. It's Joe Kenji. Okay, okay. All yeah, right. that's like that's... and he was like my like number one by like far. I was in his like Really? Top, yeah. Okay, I, I should have thought of Joe Kenji. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Um was Cardi up there? No. No, I mean yeah, these people haven't dropped. He hasn't dropped. Yeah, the point. The, the other one, the other one you probably wouldn't guess because I don't talk about him that much. And just recently I've been like Okay. It's not right. really. Yeah. Wow. That's some low-key old 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 time sheet. He recently dropped um a pretty short yeah. album, Magic, and then King Disease 3, just really recently. And I've been like I've been listening to that so much. Okay, so I'm gonna add um Nas Joe Kenji to my um to my list that I need to start listening to. And who is the last one? Is there is there another one? So wait, which ones which ones did you guess? Nas, Dro, um Gunna, Rod Wave. Yeah, there's Gunna. one more. It's another underground one. I'm not sure you'll get. No, I'm not gonna know it. Uh snot. <laughs> Oh, Snot, really? Yeah. You like Snot? Love Snot. Interesting. His, his older okay. two albums, like I love them. Love them to death. Do, do you think that I'm going to like any of your top three? I think Nas, I I, I mean, I just, for some you reason, have, I You have to like Nas. To to if you have a taste yeah. for music, you'll like Nas. Um, yeah. The other two are like more melodic rap. Um, I feel like it's hit or miss. Like you'll either like them or you won't. Melodic I, I rap, yeah. You... Okay. I mean, I like melodic rap. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, wait. I need to... Wait, shoot away. I know okay. I, I'm kind of forgetting mine. I feel like there's um, at least one easy one, Kanye West. Um, Yes, of course. Okay. Um, the position that he's in. One. Yes. He's one, okay. Would Frank Ocean yeah. be up there? Yeah, Frank Ocean's Frank at number Ocean's three. Number yeah. three? I, okay. I, I, I'm like really surprised by a lot of these. I thought... A lot of different people would be on it, but okay. Is there any pop? Uh, no. I thought Harry Styles would be up there. I listened to a lot of Harry. Yeah, Styles. I was I was wondering if we got Harry Styles. I for somehow it's not there. Okay, so we have. Is Drake up there? No, no, no. no okay, no. good. Okay, okay. I mean, you you be loving Drake. <laughs> no. Okay, let's see who else. Okay. Mm. Said no pop, so is Baby Keem? Yes, Baby Keem is Baby number two. Two, yes. yes Respect. Yes. I, I listen to, I listen to Melodic Blue a lot, a yeah. lot earlier in in the year. So yeah. Okay, so we have those three. Who else am I missing? Is it is it ones that I I should get? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't, like, really listen to, like, a lot of, like, I didn't listen to music that deeply this year as as, as I usually do. Point uh, me in the direction. Lot. It's, like, Is it stuff uh, I would listen R&B, to? R&B, R&B stuff. No, of course it's not something. Oh. It's R&B, <laughs> but it's, like, it, they're, like, pretty big names. The Weeknd? No, that's that's a good guess. 
You you should know these. Really? Is it ones you all have been like geeking out in the group chat about at some point? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I might not get these. Give me, give okay. me some more hints. See if I can. Okay. Um, let's see. Vishal went to you know our friend Vishal went to uh, his uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, Lacey? Steve, Steve Lacey. Yeah. Lacey, Lacey. Okay. Yeah, Steve yeah, Lacey I'd... dropped an album this year, and then the other one is that. uh Brett Fiaz also dropped an album oh, this yeah, year. Oh yeah, y'all, y'all Dick Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah no i mean i was i was pretty surprised you know top genre rap um but a lot of like you know rmb in there i thought i thought there was gonna be some indie stuff in there but i need to start listening to more music um i i lost my speaker i don't know where it is and that's that's made me like less in touch with music which is very sad because i would just play that stuff on the street all the time so it's okay though. No. I'm quite sad. The two, the two ones that I was mad didn't make it were, were little baby and young boy. I was, yeah, young was boy. Sad. I did not even think about that. That's really crazy. that's like the first time I can remember where he's not on my top five. I mean, I think your top five is still better than. Uh, well, I think it's it's really funny how Drake, um, has only listened to two hundred forty six minutes of his top artists. And is only in the top seven percent of Tupac listeners this year, so, I mean that's, is he's an artist, but he doesn't listen to that much music. It seemed like. You you think someone with that acumen would be like constantly listening to music, getting ideas, but. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Drake has ghostwriters. Um, he's not, like that's what my issue with Drake is. He's not like an artist. He makes music for the masses, but. At least recently, you know, his early stuff is, is very good. But if you like, you know, Tyler, the creator and all of these like artists that are like super into their music, listen to like hours of music every single day in order to like listen to samples and look out for things like that. So I think it's pretty sad, Drake, that you're, uh, you know, you're lacking a little bit. Well, these to most people, these comments about Drake wouldn't seem odd. But to me, it is quite odd as Ubi has said in the past drake is the greatest artist of all time so um no i mean rather, rather <laughs> no no i look i said those comments speaking on a statistical basis like yes he's probably put up the most the best numbers statistically do i personally uh-huh. think he's the best artist no did he have a good stretch yes for <laughs> sure very impressive um i don't know my music taste has reformed since you know four years ago so all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the second episode of the Short Temper Podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Hey. Yes, sir. That was pretty fun.